week seven. We've got injuries. We've got bye weeks. We've got trade rumors. We've got everything, and the Player Profiler Network has you covered on all those fronts, but we're still here for the same job, finding some winners, making some money on the pick'em board. This is the Player Profiler Pick'em Power Hour, Week 7, kicking off now. Welcome to the Player Profiler Pick'em Power Hour. We're in Week 7, Episode number 1. If you are hearing this on a uh, podcast network after we upload it, well, we are always live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter on Wednesdays, and for the bonus shows on Fridays. But I'm Ahan Rungta, and I'm with my co-host, Trevor Tipton, who is coming off a winner in Week 6. We love to see those greens. Trevor, how are you feeling after the winner? Despite the 49ers finally losing a game, uh, probably it mitigates the pain, I would assume. A little bit. Um, as crazy as this sounds, I'm kind of glad that game with the Niners happened. Um, we needed it. What What excites me is we had no CMC, we had no Debo, and Brock got us down the field and put us in position to win when he didn't have his best game. That's what I want out of my quarterback, right? Like, they're not going to just be these insane guys every week. Like, And everybody got to see how good Cleveland's defense really is. Um but he got us there. He got us in position. So that was, for me, uh, what I really wanted to see there. Uh, I, like I said, I'm kind of glad it happened. Uh, I'm glad none of the injuries are crazy because, you know, I mean, we got the news today. Richardson's done for the season. We have some, um, I, you know, we have some crazy stuff. I, while I had a good week, it was wild overall. Uh, I think we could again agree we had a ton of more injuries this week. Um, at one point, I literally almost threw my phone across the room because uh, <laughs> I'm like, I just and I'm not just talking about the Niners. I'm just right. We're we're losing guys left and right. Um, I I'm a proponent of I don't think these teams should have turf. I think every NFL stadium should be grass. They can afford it. And the thing I don't understand is and I'm gonna, I want to ask you this question as we're starting off today is. If you're a billionaire who owns a billion-dollar business, which every single NFL team is, and you're paying these guys all this money every week, why would you not want to invest into a field that was grass and spend the money there so the guys aren't hurt? That's the part I can't wrap my head around. It beats me, and you saw it with Aaron Rodgers, and it's kind of been like a – I mean, the, the earliest example I can think of in the, in recent times that people maybe are still talking about is – Sterling Shepard last year, and obviously Sterling Shepard barely getting to play now, um, and it's it sucks. Uh, NFL players don't like turf. Garrett Wilson was tweeting about it. He we almost lost him too, but thankfully he's fine. Um, yeah, turf is it, the the NFL owners being cheap just will never make sense to me. So um, I'm, I'm glad we didn't lose Garrett Wilson, but not happy that we're, we're losing a lot of other guys. And even we, we had some non-turf injuries as well, like you mentioned with the 49ers, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, and the list goes on. Um, I personally am coming off my worst week of the season in, in every sense, right? Uh, betting on the sports books, uh, pickems. I, I think on the picks that I uploaded to the underdog pick generator that I didn't give out on the show, I think I went three and one. 
But of course, I picked the 0 and 2 card for the show. Uh, just is that way. I'm in that kind of a, a groove the last few weeks. Uh, Zay Flowers, we had the higher 56 and a half receiving yards, oh. and I think we're both on the same page on that one. Gets his eight targets, which I'll be happy. If you tell me he gets eight targets against a defense that has been allowing every receiver pretty much to go over 100 yards, I would assume Zay Flowers gets 57. He gets 50. It is what it is. I'm fine with that read. Uh, and then the other, like Jake Elliott, um, higher than one and a half field goals made. That game was just weird from the get-go. Uh, I figured the Jets would make uh, it interesting, um, you know, defensively. They have a deep defense. But without Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed, they still managed to get three picks out of Jalen Hurts, uh, which I don't think – you know, if that game gets played 100 times, I don't think Jalen Hurts throwing three picks against uh, that shorthanded defense every single time. It is what it is, uh, that kind of week. But no more excuses. Uh, we're about to find some new winners for week seven, uh, and it starts with today's show, which is going to be about Thursday night football. But I want one final, uh, you know, some, some quick takeaways from week six before we can move on. Uh, the good, we saw Zeke Elliott get his, uh, his first touchdown. Uh, the bad, it required a Ramondre in, uh, Stevenson injury. Uh, he was sidelined for about, uh, you know, a couple of quarters. And uh, while that happened, Zeke Elliott with the direct snap touchdown. Uh, the good news is we only need five. Uh, so I guess we're 20% of the way there. Uh, the bad news is that he's going to have to have to earn those goal line touches uh, more going forward. And I'm not sure we're going to get that. Uh, the other news uh, is uh, DK Metcalf has been open a lot lately, <laughs> and I just wanted to address this real quick. Um, I mean, we saw him get a 15-yard penalty um, because he was taking out his frustration on defenders. People keep tagging me on this DK Metcalf thing. Like, I get it. Like, I, what, I don't have, like, his phone number to tell him to stop doing this, right? Like, we got to stop tagging mm -hmm. on Twitter whenever DK Metcalf does this. But if, if for some reason he is hearing this, and I see he is liking tweets about this, if for some reason he is hearing this podcast, well, DK, you should stick around. This podcast is great. But um, but may I suggest you uh, take out your frustration like every other star wide receiver does in the locker room, throw a hissy fit like Jamar Chase. J just do that. Like, don't be, don't be shoving defenders around. Um, but he does have two touchdowns. We need seven. Um, so yeah, long way to go. Uh, hopefully David Montgomery, speaking of injuries, is back soon, but yeah, I think we'll be okay there. He's, it's just some ribs. He'll, he'll be a week or two and then he'll be fine. I'm, I'm not worried about Monty, uh, other than it really hurts me on fantasy because we, you know, season long, I have a lot of money. So yeah. Uh, going to be tough to set those fantasy lineups in week seven. That's for sure. Especially with people spending 50% fab in some places on Zach Evans, but that's oh another gosh. story. That's another but, story. Trevor, week six-wise, uh, you know, we're, we're about a third of the way uh, into the regular season. Well, we are in terms of weeks, 33% of the way into the season. Give me one quick takeaway, a, a new non-Bryce Young takeaway that we have entering week seven. All right. If you close your eyes and you haven't watched any NFL, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn it back to the Swifties, and I'm teaching you about football, and you get to watch these three incredible cornerbacks, Patrick Sertain II. McMillan and Mathis. And I tell you, you get all three of them on one team. Would you ever believe that you have the worst defense in the NFL? Uh, I don't, I, I don't know how you could. Um, the Broncos now are 32nd in total Dova, 32nd in pass, 31st in run, 
They've given up 1,715 yards. This is the part that's blowing my mind. They're giving up an 81.4% catch rate, 1.81 yards per route one, and 9.37 yards per target. Those are all worse than the NFL. All of them. Every single one of them. Then add in, they're giving up 912 yards of yak. That's 10% worse than any other team in the NFL from a defensive standpoint while giving up 14 TDs. And then on the other side of the field, they refuse to play and play their best wide receiver, Marvin Mins Jr. Like, I get you're trying to, like, sell Judy for more than he's worth and anybody's obviously willing to pay you. Um, but at this point, I, I, I put out a tweet earlier today. I am convinced Peyton is going to take now. He says, I can't win with Russ. I, I got to dump Judy. We'll eat the money. You know, it's, you know, it's the Waltons. They got the Walmart money. We'll eat the money next year on, you know, Russ's terrible contract uh, and just move on. That That's the only thing I can think of because this, I mean, this is embarrassing. Uh, but from a fantasy standpoint, we're going to continue to attack him here on the show. Yeah, and uh, speaking of uh, the Broncos, who do they face in Week 7? The Green Bay Packers, perhaps a bounce-back spot for Jordan Love, who was just, you know, not to mince words, just atrocious against the Raiders. He has a bye week, clear your mind, get the bow to Christian Watson, and this time uh, throw it where he can catch it. Um, there's, there's, you know, he gives you a wide window to throw that football. Throw it in that vicinity, uh, Mr. Love. Um, yeah, my takeaways on the other end of the spectrum, you teased this at the top of the show, Cleveland Browns defense, and uh, I feel like this was a hot take at the beginning of the season, but maybe not as much now. I think we all know the league respects the 49ers defense, but I'll say it. I think the Browns defense is right now the best in the NFL. Uh, they have to put in so much work given how, you know, that offense has been weird with or without Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson hasn't been good when he has played. Uh, and I saw this on Twitter uh, via uh, our boy uh, Tage Seth Analytics. Uh, Cleveland's defensive uh, success rate percentiles and per success rate meaning plays where you don't allow the offensive team to get a positive EPA on that play. Their defensive success rates, their percentiles at each week, 100th, 99th, 99th, 61st against Baltimore, and then 97th. Uh, so, and th th this defense, they're just consistent every single snap led by Miles Garrett. They rank number one in pressure rate, number seven in pass rush win rate, number one in run stop win rate. Uh, so whatever product you put out there, they finally, they were, they were the first team to make Brock Purdy, uh, look, uh, you know, a little, a little questionable, you know, he had those injuries with no CMC and Debo Samuel, obviously, but that Cleveland defense is legit and any chance I can get, um, regardless of who they face, any chance I can get to fade an offense that faces them, I will do so until proven otherwise. Um, so Cleveland, uh, that's my, that's my biggest takeaway there. We're about uh, to I, yeah, yeah as ahead. a San Francisco Niners homer. I mean, I'll even say it though. Cleveland, I mean, they're, they have the best defense in the NFL right now, the way they're playing. Yeah. And they, they have to put in more work because 49ers offense is elite defense is elite uh but but cleveland they, they're really carried by that defense because that offense is not going to be great spoiler they're not going to be great even when deshaun watson comes back just just putting that out there we've seen it now so um yeah we're about yep. to talk some go ahead 
If I could bet an under on Watson not coming back, I would bet it on the under. He's got guaranteed money. Why would he? He has no incentive to play uh, anymore. Like, he's getting the money no matter what. So, if anybody sees that and they're watching the show, let me know. I'd take the under. Speaking of incentives, we did get news that Kyler Murray is back. But maybe we'll talk more Arizona Cardinals on the bonus show on Friday. What we're here for today on Wednesday is to talk about Thursday night football. But before we get into analysis for this game let's hear a quick promo word from the podfather all right i want to take a moment today to talk to you about data analysis the data analysis tool we listen to the users what do you want what do you need and we made it happen we added popular reports like a fantasy scoring report air yards report and if you want to create a new report but you don't necessarily want to look through every field we have quick results hey show me the most popular passing data show me the most popular rushing data fantasy data done and the thing just much faster than it's ever been and the report builder got a lot easier i mean check this out we break it down into offense defense show me just fantasy data elements and then when you get results hey show me by draft year let's take a look at just certain players that played a certain number of snaps or a certain number of games last year this is the tool that so many of you have been asking for plus a bunch of dream features that billy wanted and cody wanted and i wanted and dario wanted so go to the Fantasy Tools section, click on Data Analysis, or go to playerprofiler.com slash data-analysis. We are back on the Player Profiler Pick and Power Hour on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube streaming. And uh, we're here to talk about the Week 7 Pick and Board on Underdog Fantasy, and you can tail our plays using uh, promo code UNDERWORLD upon entry. and You'll get a deposit match uh, up to 100 U.S. dollars. If you are watching on YouTube, we are, uh, you know, broadcasting this this on stream where we're sharing our screen live so that you can look at this underdog board with us. Uh, let us know well what stands out to you. As you can see on the board, there there's promos. Uh, it's the best time of the year is is October in in many senses because you have baseball on, you have basketball on, you have uh, football on, you have hockey on. Uh, and you can uh, mix sports on Underdog, and there's a lot of promos going on. As you can see on the screen, there's a boosted payout for Jose Altuve for the ALCS Game 3. Uh, and we have 100K Sundays for football each Sunday. Uh, you get a, a you know customized your account. You get um, a square, and all you have to do is put in uh, you know this square. Whether or not it's, it's higher or lower, you could put this in an entry, and you get entered into a lottery for tens of thousands of dollars. We're here to talk about week seven, though, and it's Jaguars Saints. And on paper, if you were to just look at these rosters, perhaps an exciting matchup, right? The new look Saints with uh, all those weapons and Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, who's uh, actually looked looked decent this year, uh, Rashid Shahid, uh, one of my favorite best ball uh, guys to draft this offseason, uh, you know, tied to Derek Carr. And then on the other side, you have Trevor Lawrence and his dynamic pass catching weapons. The issue is there's injuries here uh, to deal with, uh, as is often the case in Week Seven. Trevor, we've got we've got some some stuff to deal with. So Juwan Johnson is out again for the New Orleans Saints. Derek Carr obviously playing through some stuff, uh, but he he's been doing that for a bit now. No Zay Jones uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and uh, the headliners on each side. Jamal Williams is designated to return from the IR, and if he's active tomorrow. He could steal some of the work uh, from Alvin Kamara, and I would just assume he does. And I don't want to be playing guesswork in the backfield myself. I'm not sure where you stand on that. And then the other headliner, Trevor Lawrence, 
playing through some pain, and it looks like, based on the Vegas move, uh, you know, market movement, uh, based on some clips, that he's going to be wearing an ankle brace and uh, playing through some pain. But just in case, Nathan Rourke has been promoted from the practice squad at, uh, at quarterback uh, with C.J. Beathard, um, obviously the first, um, you know, the, the guy in line uh, to start in place of Trevor Lawrence if he can go. A lot of information to deal with there, but Trevor, this is this is a 1.5 spread, uh, so some some value here, uh, presumably. But the Vegas total at 39 and a half. What's your approach uh, to targeting this game? So I think we said it first, right? I want nothing to do, absolutely nothing to do with the backfield this week on the Saints side. Um, I think we're going to see Jamal get worked in. Um, you know, I think it'll be pretty clear that Kamara gets all the passing down work. And then, you know, who knows what the split's going to be. I, I just have no idea. These are spots when you're looking for plays and how to play DFS and pickums. Uh, these are spots I'm just avoiding at all costs. Um, however, we got to pick one from uh, each side. So one of the things we like are, you know, upside opportunities. You guys are going to continue to hear me say this every single week. And I want guys that can break their line in one play. Um, sure. Some guys can, but uh, other guys have upside that some don't. Um, and you talked about him just a minute ago. Uh, someone we both have a ton of best ball exposure to, and that's Rashid Saheed. Uh, and we are going higher than 34 and a half receiving yards. So let's talk about why, um, we just showed the data analysis and that's one of my favorite tools. So when you hear us bringing up all these stats, uh, I'm in there using that tool creating reports. Uh, it's one of my favorite spots to go. Uh, it's really user-friendly. Uh, the update that was put out this year is fantastic. Um, so I'm going to go through some of those stats. So first, I want to target teams that are not great against wide receivers. Jacksonville has been the eighth best team to target this season for wide receivers in fantasy. They've given up over 1,000 yards. More importantly, they're giving up 13.3 yards per route run. And a league leading, they've given up the league leading 148.7 points to wide receivers. So Jacksonville has given up the most fantasy points to wide receivers this season. So even though Denver is the worst team overall in pass defense, when it comes to wide receivers, they're giving up a ton of fantasy points. Um, when Carr has been healthy, he has targeted Shahid. He has 89, 63, and an 85-yard game when Carr has been healthy this season. Now, uh, Raheed missed a game. Um, you know, we had the week four. I don't think Carr was 100% healthy. So in spots that I think Carr has been healthy, which I only think he's been healthy for three games this year, right? We had one, two, and then the third game. That's that I really think Carr has been 100%. Um, we've seen him get those yards. Now, while he has only 20 per set of New Orleans yards. He's uh while only getting he has 20% of New Orleans yards while only getting 12.3% targets and missing that game it continues to go up. So he's getting more used, he's getting more used and one of the things I look at is I look at what a true line should be. So we use a model simulator that says hey the models at 10,000 times and we put in our projections through player profiler and it tells me it spits out for me what the true Vegas line should be the true Vegas line on his yardage this week should be minus 160. Those are numbers I want when I'm targeting a pick them on underdog. 
I want lines that are – I'm not trying to take lines that are plus 120. I want things that are plus, you know, minus 130, minus 140, that are – that guys that are handling billion dollars a month are telling us, hey, we think this is going to go this way. Now, one of the other things, the stats as I was digging through this that really surprised me, Chris Olave has failed to exceed 60 and a half rushing and receiving yards and six of his last seven against – bottom 10 pass defenses. That's a pretty crazy stat to me. Um, that's he's averaging 47.7. So when we start looking at that, we're like, okay, uh, we're starting to see Raheem get, you know, Rashid get a few targets. And one of the things I also like is he has used both in the slot and outside. They're willing to move him around. They're going to scheme him to get open. Right. The part we want to hear. He has 18.63 yards per route run, 18.63 and 11.04 yards per target. That is a dream matchup for me. I want, right? I want guys that are getting that want to have a 34 and a half line. If they're getting 18 yards, you know, uh, per route run, those are things I want to see. That means they're going after him downfield. They're using that opportunity there and giving it up. Now, remember, Jacksonville's defense has given up. 897 and one to Pittman and 9109 to Pittman. They gave up three and 70 to Sky. I can't get open more. All right. Like, he can't get open. Like, they don't use him. The only good game Sky Moore has had this season was against this Jacksonville secondary. Okay. We saw Tank Dell's breakout game against this secondary. Uh, right. Very similar uh, profiles between Tank and Rashid. Tank went for five, 145 and one. Uh, now, if you ask me who I think the better quarterback is, I'd actually take C.J. Stroud over Derek Carr right now. Um, Stroud's shown who he is. Uh, I think he's going to be a very good NFL quarterback for a long time. Um, I mean, Jacksonville gave up 695 to Jonu Smith of the Falcons. And, right, like, like that's how, like, bad their pass defense has been. Um, and then, of course, the Bills torched them. 8-121 uh, for Diggs, 6-100 for Davis, and... Two for 62 for Hardy. And I would put, you know, uh, Shahid in Hardy's role right now within this offense and how they're using them. And those are things I want to see. So uh, I love the spot here. I think this is, line is too low uh, for the targets he's going to get. So uh, let's lock this in. I think this is, we're going to get some nice CLV. Um, I'm actually starting to, I looked right now, it's starting to move up to 35 and a half at books already. So I'm going to let Ahan get his play in. So we don't use, lose that yard today. I love it. And, uh, you know, something that, uh, chef mentions mentions in chat is that this could be a defensive minded game. And I'm really Absolutely. on the same page with, with that because Vegas has this uh, total set at 39 or 38 and a half, uh, 39. And we all know that primetime games uh, love going under their Vegas total seemingly even, you know, no matter how low it is. And you saw the saints and Panthers just get involved in a, in a very low scoring game where it seemed like no touchdown was going to be scored. Uh, and it, it was the one time truly that I felt like the Panthers, you know, with Bryce young at quarterback, had a chance at winning one winning a game is because the Saints offense was just doo-doo. Uh so yeah, I agree that it could be a defensive minded game. And the reason I like Shahid out of all these receivers, you know, if we go a higher, is because the Saints don't even have to be productive offensively. He could catch one 35 yard bomb and we're good. 
Uh, and like you said, you know, guys that can cash it on on one play. So I really like that. And as you can see, I'm screen sharing, uh, you know, Shahid's game logs on playerprofiler.com. You see the route participation consistent. And like you said, efficient on those, getting the high air yards. This is an indoors game in the Dome in New Orleans. So no worries about weather um, as we've had in, uh, you know, a few prior games. So I like the choice of Shahid. And speaking of defensive-minded games and the comment we have in chat about field goals, I'm going back to, you know, I'm not letting the Jake Elliott PTSD get to me. I'm going back to what I consider my bread and butter because I've been I've been fine with these field goals made props if you've been falling on the, the underdog pick generators. So I'm going to the other side, and I'm taking Brandon McManus, uh, higher than one-and-a-half field goals made. We're going to lock that in real quick uh, so that you guys can lock it in, Trevor can lock it in, and I can lock it in. We're going to rock this two-piece for half a unit as usual, try to get back in the winning column. Uh, Rashid Shahid higher than 34-and-a-half receiving yards, and Brandon McManus higher than one-and-a-half field goals made. It has been locked in. Now, let's talk about McManus real quick. Uh, so he hasn't been 100% from field goal range, and that's fine. We're looking for volume here, right? We're looking give us two even, you know, uh, a chip shot and a 40 yard and it's fine if, if he attempts two uh, we most likely cash this if he attempts three uh, we're almost definitely cashing this like you said it's a low vegas total uh and what's the deal with jacksonville's offense here well jacksonville ranks number 20 in red zone conversion percentage already this season they haven't been super efficient and that's why mcmanus has attempted three plus field goals in four of his six games now, they'll probably have issues, you know, you might say that, oh, they're going to regress positively go over the course of the season. Yeah, if Trevor Lawrence was healthy and, you know, the, uh, the connection with him and Ridley was going to keep getting better, then yes. But the connection with Ridley has not really been the problem. It's just because Lawrence has faced a lot of pressure and now he's playing most likely through an injury. And if we don't get Trevor Lawrence, I like this even more because I think they do still get to the red zone a few times because they have so many playmakers, but they're going to likely have issues finishing in the red zone. Uh, and the matchup with New Orleans, New Orleans ranks number 32 in pass rush win rate. They don't pressure the quarterback uh, and they're number eight in run stop win rate. So they are getting to the run. They have a good secondary, a very good run stop defense, uh, but not a good pressure defense. And that's important here because Trevor Lawrence he ranks number 14 in true completion percentage. He hasn't been as bad as many people want to advertise. And he's number 10 in clean pocket completion percentage. So he's making the plays when he's not having to run around all day. The problem is the Jags have faced a lot of pressure and they've not done a good job protecting him. Uh, and this is a matchup where the where the, the Saints are not going to feast off that weakness as much because they don't pressure the quarterback. They don't do a good job at taking advantage of that. Uh, so I think the Jags are still going to be able to produce some, uh, you know, some of those long drives with or without Trevor Lawrence at quarterback. Uh, but the problem will be with finishing. Uh, so I'm going to take Brandon McManus again in an indoor stadium. It shouldn't be wind involved. There shouldn't be, you know, some other nonsense uh, higher than one and a half field goals made. And the only way I can see this losing is if they uh, decide to go for two, um, and I'm going to say that I, you know, that that's the issue with the, the Eagles sometimes, with Doug Peterson sometimes, is they prop they they often do the right thing and they go for two, but that's the only way I see this missing. And in a game where the Vegas spread is only one and a half, I think we see a close, perhaps low scoring game the whole game. That's the kind of situation where I'm fine with letting the kicker, um, you know, kick a few field goals. Maybe he'll have one for, through three quarters. And, but it's a one-score game, and they, they need a field goal to tie it. 
boom, you, you cash in the fourth quarter right there. So since we're we're, pro- we're hopefully not going to see a blowout, since the Vegas total is low, I'm fine with going through with the kicker. I've been picking my spots decently this year, and hopefully uh, we can get back in the winning column with that. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, look at Monday night. Again, another primetime game, another game that was not even close to the total of going over. I mean, the, you know, that Chargers-Cowboy game, it, it never even sniffed the over of 51 and a half or whatever it was that week. So, um, you know, and this is a spot they're going to they're gonna need him this week. Even, like I said, even if he's healthy, um, I, I really like this spot. And uh, there's a good – like if I told you at the end of this game it was fifteen to ten, would anybody really be surprised? Right? If it was thirteen to ten, would anybody really be surprised? Not really. Like it's Thursday night, um, short week, and like I said, the when targeting kickers, you know, we're starting to get into that late October. Really, got to start looking at weather now. Um, you know, we could see you know what happened with Moody while I missed. I mean, it was cold. You know, field was wet. Um, you know, outside in uh, Cleveland this week. So we're going to start definitely uh, something we want to look at uh, moving forward. And, uh, you know, Daniel says so eloquently here, I'm so worried about ETN and Ridley. And this is exactly why I'm targeting the kicker, because I could see Ridley struggling in this game, especially if Trevor Lawrence is not 100%. You know, Ridley gets those high-powered throws. He, He has a high air yard share. So if Trevor Lawrence is playing on one ankle, not ideal for Calvin Ridley, uh, and of course Etn. If you if you uh, you know follow me on Twitter, I already on the sports books I faded Etn uh, in a certain way as well, especially in the short week. His uh, skill peripherals have not been great. Again, again, you can look at these on the player profiler pages. Uh, you know, player pages uh, number forty one in true yards per carry for Etn, number twenty two in breakaway run rate, and against a good run defense, it's. You know, the volume is probably already going to be a little lower, uh, maybe because of game script, maybe because of short uh, rest. Uh, but the efficiency um, is is really suspect. So I am also worried about Etienne and Ridley and think they're both very touchdown dependent uh, this week. And speaking of sports books, if you want to bet on the sports books, either on, you know, the game lines or or player props uh, that that aren't as juiced. Well, speaking of the juice, you can follow um, the the podcast every Friday night by Memphis Young on the Player Profiler Network, The Juice, a good spot to go after our bonus shows um, on Fridays for the Sunday Pick'ems. Once again, we're locking in for Thursday night football. Rashid Shahid higher than 34.5 receiving yards, and Brandon McManus higher than 1.5 field goals made for our two-piece pick'em. We're two and four on these at a break even um, on the season. Two and four that, uh, you know, we're doubling our money every time we do hit one of these two pieces. So this is to get back in the positive column. Uh, you hit these, hit this two piece. Um, and Trevor, we are, you know, I'm a little bit, you know, actually sneakily excited for the Sunday slate because there's a lot of moving parts with the injuries, but it also means perhaps a lot of value. And I know you're excited to, to you know, dive in very soon once these, these markets start opening um, to the underdog pick generator, which, you know, we've had a couple of mediocre weeks, but, uh, you know, you've had you've had a couple master classes on that already. So I know you're excited for it and hopefully uh, we can build on that this week. Yeah. I, so I this is actually my favorite kind of slate. I love the slate that everybody hates that's dirty it feels disgusting uh because this is the spot i think we're going to find some value um so based i even have a play i'm going to give our uh 
members just for underdog on Thursday night um, that, uh, you know, you saw, we were talking about some of these uh, there's some spots we're going to target dependent upon whether uh, Trevor Lawrence, like what I see in warmup. Uh, so probably about an hour before we'll, we'll go there, but I'm going to have probably a three piece play for everybody. Um, and I'm uh, I, I like that. And then for the weekend, there's definitely some spots I want to target. Uh, I'm excited uh, for a couple of these games. And I think there's going to be uh, some cool football to watch. I also think there's going to be some really ugly football this week, but uh, give me team uh, lower and sign me up. Ugly say Raiders bears. Um, <laughs> yeah, now I was trying. I was trying not to name names. I was trying to. Be, I was trying to be nice here. Like, but like, if we're you know, if we're talking like that, the other one that I just think is not going to be like a fun game at all to watch is Cleveland and Indy. Um, I I just I think it's going to be a. I just think it's going to be an ugly game. There's you know two backup quarterbacks. Cleveland's defense, as we just talked about, is just going to crush them. Um, right. We got the rate. You said you brought up the Raiders and bears. Um, so then there's some fun games on the slate. I'm, you know, I'm obviously excited for the Chargers and chiefs. Uh, I'm excited to see if Jordan love can show up against the Broncos, as we talked about how bad their defense has been. And for me, uh, I, the two games, well, besides my Niners, cause that doesn't count. The two games I'm most excited about is the lions and the Ravens. You'll hear me say it here. First, the lions are going to boat race the Ravens out of the building. It's not even going to be a game. Detroit is going to show up, drop their nuts on the table, and let everybody know who they are in the NFC. Uh, and I think this is Detroit's week. They show up big time, even without Monty. Uh, and then this is the prove-it week for me for Miami, right? They got blown out by uh, Buffalo. This is a spot here against the Eagles that they got to show up for me. If you're a contender – Right, if you're really going to be a playoff contender, uh, I got to see your defense play a little better, and you got to show up this week for me uh, against the Eagles. I, I love you just just you know dropping the mic with with the hot take because I, I feel like people don't come to this this particular show for the hot takes, and I'm going to be on Wake and Take uh, tomorrow, subbing in for Jason Allwine, and I've I've saved some hot takes for that. But I feel like people don't come here for the hot takes, so when you when you when you slip one in, it's so beautiful, uh, and I and I love it and. Personally, I'm looking forward to, you know, uh, Arizona versus Seattle, which is weird to say, but there's some Kyler Murray, you know, semi-drama. It seems like people are like, some people are surprised that he's back and some people are like, when is, when is he going to stop playing again? But yeah, I need Seattle to figure it the hell out because uh, the red zone efficiency not being there last week cost me so much. Uh, and I, I need to see them bounce back and Make a statement against Arizona. Geno Smith's got to be better. They got to get the ball to their playmakers. Jackson Smith and Jigba's uh, role started to go up after the bye last week. That's good to see. Uh, and Chargers Chiefs, like it's always, it always seems to be an uh, you know a, a headliner game. You know, even if the Chiefs just spank the Chargers sometimes. But uh, I'm I'm interested to see how the Chargers respond to Justin Herbert pretty much choking. Um, at you know towards the end of that that last primetime game, Justin Herbert needs a statement game, um, and if the Chiefs think that trading back for Nicole Hardman is going to going to be their answers, um, I if if that's really what they think, then I would love to see the Chargers come into Arrowhead and win outright. So uh, that would be be something to watch. But we'll be back on Friday uh, for player pickums. Um, 
on YouTube, uh, uh, on streaming services only uh, for the bonus show. Uh, we'll have underdog picks up in the pickup generator if you have the DFS dominator on playerprofiler.com. And once we get more news about Trevor Lawrence and you know other injuries throughout, throughout the week, Trevor and I will be in the Discord dropping some pickems and hopefully some more winners heading into week seven. And for now, we will see you on Friday for the bonus show for week seven after we get back in the winning column. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.